Live from Orlando, Florida, you're listening to the Orlando Magic HQ podcast, the voice of Magic fans. Join us every week for a unique fan perspective on all of the latest Magic news and updates. The show starts now. What's up, Magic fans? Welcome back to another episode of the Orlando Magic HQ podcast brought to you by the Billy of the Sports Podcast Network. We're your hosts, Al, myself, Anthony. Today is Friday, June 9th. We're exactly what? What's that? 13 days away from the NBA draft. 13 days, right? Did I do my math right? 13 yep. days, man. It's going by so fast, man. I feel like the lottery was just the other day. Um, and here we are just a couple weeks away from the big day and still have no idea what the hell the Orlando Magic are going to do. But there's one thing that I can say for sure is that there's rumblings, there's whispers, there's things that are, are happening that we're, we're starting to hear a little bit. And I know that there, there, there's some of you that might say, well, the Orlando Magic, they don't, they don't leak anything. You're right. They do not. However, for certain things to happen, people need to have conversations. And not every organization operates the exact same way as the Orlando Magic. So, with that being said, in today's episode, we will be discussing some of the whispers we've been hearing across some of these uh, national media from Hoops Hype, from Heavy.com. Um, and then we're going to talk a little bit about the updated mock drafts that's going across the board. There is a new name that we're continuing to hear over and over and over. And if I'm being honest, the fan base isn't too happy about it. But before we get into those topics, uh, what is going on? How we doing? How we feeling? I picked up something online that I think that would be a great way to start this episode, which is uh, kind of going over the rankings of. The free agents for 2023, the Magic got money to spend. Let's go over this list. Who who, who would you, not necessarily who you think, because we're going to read off of this, this top 10. But go ahead and read off the top 10, and, and let's, let's kind of get your, um, your, your surprises, who you feel, who you like from this free agent class. Let's do it. So first of all, we got Kyrie Irving. Number two, you got James Harden. Number three, you got Fred Van Fleet. Everyone's four, favorite. Yeah. Number four, Chris Stapps Porzingis. Number five, a weird name in there, with pen, due to what's happening with his personal life right now, but Miles Bridges. Hey, they're Number saying s- that he's going to come back. That's what they're saying. Let's see. Number six, Josh Hart. That's a name to keep in mind. Number seven, we've heard this name many, many times before, linked to the magic, uh, D'Angelo Russell. We'll talk about that. Number eight, Chris Middleton. Number nine, Cam Johnson. Number 10, Jacob Puddle. Number 11, Draymond Green. And number 12, Austin Reeves. I'll be honest with you. I hate this list. I hate this list so bad. There's literally not, there's literally not anyone on here that I'm like, all right, this guy is, this is it. It's a perfect fit. It's a perfect vet to be able to add with, with the Magic. Like, literally, I, I look at this list. And I'm just like, realistically, Kyrie, nope. James Harden, nope. Fran Van Vliet, get him far away from my team as possible. <laughs> Porzingis, nah. Miles Bridges, come on now. Josh Hart, Josh Hart, I like Josh Hart. I like Josh Hart as, as, a, as a basketball player on and off the court. That'd be, that'd be an interesting one. But if Josh Hart is your sixth best free agent in this class, it's kind of like, 
yeah, there's, man. The, there's the some magic issues. Got, magic got money to spend, but man, D'Angelo Russell. It's like that. That was a name that I really wanted, like way back when, when we had Vooch and and exactly. Evan and AG. Like we felt like he was going to be the one. This is this is at a time when he was leading the Brooklyn Nets. Then you got Chris Middleton, where it's kind of like, eh, Cam, Cam Johnson. You know, you you still maybe, got the youth in there, maybe. Um, Austin Reeves is probably if we're looking at all the names in the top twelve, uh, Austin Reeves, where there's there's a, a fine balance between realistic um, and and fit. I think that that would be the name that that kind of obviously stands out um, to where I one can see happening, and two, you know, it, it fits in that realistic pool. So I think worth mentioning, right? This will be if the Magic decide, hey, we're going to go big. We're going to sign a, a big-time player, right? These dudes are all going to get paid. Out of all those names, surprisingly enough, the one that may not demand that much money might be a guy like Josh Hart. I think that's a guy you can probably get for 15 to $18 million a year compared to a guy like D'Angelo Russell or Kyrie that are going to demand a ton of money. Um, in my mind, in this list, if we're just going based on these names, I think Josh Hart could be realistic. Shooting guard, plays defense, shoots it well, solid vet, did a great job playing for the Knicks after the trade. Yep. Um, or a guy like Cam Johnson, but that's a guy that I really think the, the Nets are going to retain. They traded a, they traded KD for a reason. They wanted these young guys to come back. I don't see them just saying, hey, just just leave. That's not going to happen. They're going to do their due diligence and bring him back. The only other name really is Austin Reeves. Um, let me pause for a second. I have said Chris Middleton before. But that was up until today, in which we saw an article saying that he had knee surgery mm. and he started recovering and he will be ready by training camp. Mm. Now, keep in mind, the Magic love their dudes with injuries. So <laughs> keep an eye on that one. The Magic front office also traded for him in Milwaukee and they kind of gave him a chance. So there could be some familiarity there. But if you ask me, the only name that really seems realistic is Josh Hart. What about you? If you were to put your money on one guy that me come to Orlando from this list, who would it be? Man, I feel like Josh Hart fits really well with the Knicks. Um, you know, he he's done well. He's became a fan favorite. You know, he he has a you know a relationship already with Jalen Brunson. So I'm sure like from that standpoint, you know, Jalen's gonna want him back in the Knicks and and I think he's happy there. Um, so I, I don't foresee Josh Hart being being available unless he's really going after the bag. It, it, here, here's what I've always thought. I've always felt as if in order for the Magic to like get a big name, right, that we would have to overpay. Like I've always felt that way. Very similar to, you know, the contract that we give to Grant Hill, the contract that we've given to Rashard Lewis. Just historically, when we want a big name to come to Orlando, we've always had to overpay. This is kind of our track record. Um, there's not anyone on this list outside of Austin Reeves that I would be happy with overpaying. And truthfully, I wouldn't be 100% like, yeah, I'm saying, you know, it's not my money. Go ahead and overpay if you want to overpay, right? Um, but I just don't like, I don't like this list. I don't like this list at all. And this is me just thinking of, of Paolo and Franz. Like there's not like I, I always looked at Porzingis, right? Porzingis is an interesting uh player just because this was your I'm uh, and I'm not comparing, right? But this was your um Wembenyama 
esque type player at the in time, the sense yeah. where you didn't see anyone in the NBA that could do what he does. For God's sake, man, they would they nicknamed this dude as as a unicorn. Porzingis is only twenty seven years old. He's only twenty seven. He is still young. My issue with him is obviously pay. My issue with him is all obviously injuries, and yeah. you know as well as he may or may not be doing for his his time that he has been able to play in Washington. You know we're never going to see that New York Nick Porzingis. Like we're we're no. just not. Nobody fears Porzingis the same way. You know, so I mean I don't I don't like this list. To me, this list is there's nothing sexy about this list. I think again, if you're the Magic, your your ideal job this summer is to be smart with your money. You know, if if a great deal presents itself, you you go for it and you you sign that player. If not, add a few vets that don't need to be you know max contracts or any any we're near that and sign guys that can shoot the ball because we know that that's what we need. We also need a backup center. We'll see what happens in the draft. But talking about free agency, if you need to be smart and keep that cap flexibility one more summer, then do so. I don't think we have to make a move just because we have money available to, to us this summer. Um, there's plenty of vets that will demand and command less money than these dudes will. Um, so in my opinion, man, if nothing really comes to fruition, Kind of keep keep waiting it out. Now, there's a few other names that, that we've heard linked to the Magic this week, and I don't know if you want to connect those two topics now, but maybe those are names that won't command as much money as some of the guys in this list, but also will fit in nicely in Orlando. Yeah, so Sean Devaney of Heavy.com um, out of nowhere turned into being an Orlando Magic whisperer <laughs> where I don't know if he just – decided to speak to execs now, now keep in mind because this is something that I've, I've been hearing a lot right the response is always you know the magic don't leak anything man i don't know why you guys bring this up the magic don't leak this they don't leak that um if we didn't talk about the things that we do here whether or not the magic leaked it or not we wouldn't have a podcast. We wouldn't have a platform to be able to talk about anything if we just relied on stuff that we know for sure came out of the orlando magic these guys don't talk right we know this we're we're on the same page all right we get it um but this guy went around and started talking to a lot of different execs um about what they feel the Orlando Magic could and um could would do right so obviously there's there's always been talks we know, know that the Orlando Magic have money to spend some of the players that he mentions that could be in the Orlando Magic's future is he mentioned and this is a name that we've discussed before Gary Trent Jr Okay, he also spoke about Grant Williams. Could he be a part of the Orlando Magic's future? And uh, he reports saying, according to league sources, the Orlando Magic have their eyes firmly on Toronto free agent guard Gary Trent Jr., solid two-way guard who averaged about seven point four points a game last season while shooting thirty-eight point four percent from three. Like this is all great things that we want to hear, right? Um, at the same time, it's we don't we 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 still have to wait to see right before we realistically get into free agency and it's kind of a little backwards that we talked about free agency before we talked about the draft because we can't talk about free agency until after the draft we have no idea what the direction of land magic is, is truthfully going to end up going and, and doing like there's there's why why go after a player like gary trent jr or you know austin reeves when end up 
getting your two guard of the future. Like if the Magic ended up getting one of the Thompson twins and let's just say Grady Dick, why the hell would we still get another wing on top of that? Like that doesn't make sense. So before again, before we release realistically through any of that, we we gonna find out what the direction is on you know June twenty second because that's gonna be a really big indicator of what the magic want to do. Do they want to stand? Do they want to stand pat and and kind of just run it again with the team with a healthy team with some new bodies, fresh bodies, and draft two or? Are they really hitting the gas pedal way now and they consolidate those picks for veteranship? And we don't we don't know, but we're gonna find out soon. So when it comes to those names, are those names something that move the needle for you? Does it excite you at all? I mean, to your point, it all depends on the draft, right? Like, but if you were to add, tell me that in free agency we come out with those two names, like those are the only two signings that we did in, in the offseason, Gary Trent and and Grant Williams, that alone would be considered, in my opinion, a great offseason. Just because you're adding shooting, you're adding toughness, you're adding guys that can play defense. Um, so if that were the case, we know this is not linked to the Magic front office in it by any means. We know they don't leak anything. But if that were to be the case, and that's how how can we we end up playing out the offseason through free agency, in my opinion, there'll be a major win. Again, you're adding guys that kind of fit the timeline. They're not too old. But yeah, they got some league experience. Grant Williams of experience in the playoffs with the, with the Celtics, winning culture there. Um, Gary Trent, being with the Raptors the last couple of years, another winning team. So it would make sense to me. Now, it's going to happen. Who knows? But if it does happen, I do think that that would be a, a good step for the Magic to take, adding a couple of guys that can help the Sim win right next season. Yeah, and they continue to say that some of these execs Say that you know 2024 isn't a better uh a better class, right? Like now is is a better free agency class than what we're gonna get in the future. So if there's a guy that the magic do like and do want, then they gotta do it now. Something that I do want to mention, Shaquille O'Neal in his latest podcast was talking about how you know he hopes and wishes and believes that the Boston Celtics do need to break up. Jason Tatum, Jason Tatum and, and Jalen Brown. And he says the reason why is because instead of having two alpha guys playing together, he believes you should have that one guy. And then with that one guy, you should have your rebounder, you should have a specialist like a shooter, and you should have a dog. dog. Someone that, that's going to go in there and do the, the dirty work, like your, your P.J. Tucker type of player, right? And I thought about that, and I'm like, man, do the Magic have that? Like that's that's really what the mat like we're missing all of that completely. Like I feel like we 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 have we have the alphas, right? Like I feel now we the the hardest one in my opinion. I believe we got the one. We got Paolo, right? We still need the rebounder, we still need the shooter, and we still need the dog, like the the fighter, right? Don't come at me and tell me that it's, it's Mo Wagner. I love Mo Wagner to death. I love that he brings that that level of X factor, but to me, that's not that's not would that agonizer be, than I see him as. Would that be Jalen Suggs? Maybe. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. I can I can easily convince myself it's him, but he's not he's not a fighter. He's not your um, 
the enforcer is a guy that I'm really thinking about. Enforcer, the the guy that's gonna. And I, I guess if you really want to mold him into it, you could put Mo Wagner in, in that in that span because he is he is an antagonizer. I, I I if there's one thing that I love about him, and I, I would keep him you know on the roster forever, just in his niche and ability to get under people's skin because uh, it throws people off. But man, like um, like to me, right? Stephen Adams is an enforcer. Like I would love to have Steven Adams in, in some capacity. Like I'm talking about like the, the one guy that, you know, isn't going to mess with nobody like uh, Draymond green, another enforcer, not saying you need to bring Draymond green in a magic uniform, but that, that level of, of like fear, like people, it, it doesn't matter if Draymond green goes out and scores like zero points. Like, you know what he brings to the table. He he brings that level of you're not going to mess with any of my guys. And I think that from that aspect and that lens, you know, I, I feel like the Magic still have a lot of work of of you know filling those. Yeah, so I'll tell you one thing, Grant Williams. If you watch the Celtics a little bit, that's something that he can do a little bit of. He's he's a guy that has that in him a little bit. I kind of compare him a bit to a younger Draymond Green. Not really similar, of course, but to some degree, he's he's a defender. He's an enforcer, and he does like to get under your skin a little bit. So I, I kind of like that the magic of being linked to him for that reason. Because to your he point, did with Jimmy Butler, exactly, exactly. He's done it. He did it with the Warriors last year in the finals. He's done it throughout the playoffs. Like that's what he does. Um, so that's why I'm actually excited that the magic of being linked to him. I don't know if we get him or not, but ultimately, if that is the case, again, that's why I would like the move because it would bring us someone that has that mentality, that dog mentality of, hey, you're not going to punk us around and actually be someone that's in the rotation. Because again, to your point, Mo Wagner, love him to death, but you can't be that guy being the 15th man on the bench. Like, that's not going to help us. You're going to be on the court fighting for your team and showing it uh, with actions as well. Yeah, one of my favorite players to put on a Magic uniform um, that really enjoyed his very, very limited time with the Magic uh, was Matt Barnes, right? Matt Barnes, him going up against Kobe Bryant was was fun to watch. Like, you know, for a fact that, you know, on a talent level, you know, he was nowhere near, you know, Kobe's level, nowhere near. But at the same time, Kobe had to respect him, right? He wasn't Matt Barnes quickly showed that he wasn't afraid to get into his face and and get into it with him, you know, mentally. Like, I just wish that we had that level of player. And the fact that we don't like, I'm good with Mo Wagner in 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 those regards for right now. But mm-hmm. you know, it's 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 definitely something that you know my friends and I we we've always talked about. Like, who's your who's your guy? Like, who who on your team is is that dude? Um. So the fact that Shaq has said that recently, that's that's a that's a really good point from that perspective. You know, it, but at the same time, it's. He's saying no, but you know he he's played with the LeBron James, he's played with the Dwayne Ways, the Kobe Bryant's. Like it's 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 just the way that the NBA is. You know, it, it, for the like for example, the Celtics, it still may not work out if they went that route, right? So there there's there's a lot of different ways to obviously be successful, <clears throat> but those are those are certain things that you know I I feel the Magic do need: shooting, rebounding, enforcing. 
For sure. That's why I'm hoping, man, this draft and free agency, we can some way, somehow answer some of those questions because um, those have been our issues, I feel, for a while. Like shooting has been an issue for a while. Rebounding, we did better last year, but historically, we haven't really been that great of a rebounding team. Vooch, love him to death. He, he will grab 12 rebounds a night, but it didn't feel that way. Like It feels like the ball just landed on his hands. Um, to your point, we, we need that enforcer also. Um, since Matt Barnes, who's been that guy for us, I really can't think of anyone else that has played that role well for us. Um, MCW did in 2019, you know, in that playoff run, but that's about it. Yeah. So, I mean, when, when it comes to making a move now, because, you know, obviously when it when it comes to, you know, building your team with talent, you do that through free agency, through the draft and through trades. Um, according to Athletic, the Magic are the second best team with assets to trade for a star. If the Magic did want to trade and, and kind of speed up this rebuild and trade for a star, we're the second best team uh, to be able to do that. Team number one would be the hoarding Oklahoma City Thunder who can trade up to 12 first-round picks, five unprotected. And Orlando, we're sitting second, that we can trade up to seven first-round picks, four unprotected, and then Portland right behind us with the third. So if the Magic really wanted to go in on any disgruntled star, Jalen Brown, um, the Magic would have the assets to be able to be competitive in those regards. So that's definitely something to keep an eye on. Um, now, kind of kind of now shifting to the draft. Some of the things that we heard today was from Michael Scotto of Hoops Hype, where he says there's a belief around the league that the Orlando Magic are open to moving the number six pick and the number 11 pick if the Magic can move into the 3-5 range. So when you hear that the Magic are willing and open to consolidating their picks, I mean, what's, what's your what's your initial reaction, right? Because some of the things that I look at this and say, when it comes to the top three, we really don't know who that third man is, right? Is it worth it to be in the top three, to trade a 6 and 11, and to get a player like Brandon Miller? Or if Brandon Miller goes second in that three to five range, that three being Scoot Henderson, does it now become more worth it? So what are your what are your thoughts on that? The Magic have the opportunity to be able to trade 6 and 11 and move up. Would you do it? I think uh, it's funny. The Magic have a history of drafting guys that they don't work out. And all that I'm trying to say here is I really don't think that Scott Henderson's going to come to Orlando and work out for them. Brendan Miller either. So they must be just simply in love with those players in order for them to make that trade if they choose to go that route. Um, but to your point, there's not really a defined two or three in this draft. Like it could go either way. Charlo may end up drafting school number two, Portland may end up getting Brendan Miller, or vice versa. Um, so if you trade to three, you have to be okay with that scenario where hey, if that doesn't happen, we don't get Scoot second, let's say, or he goes second, but really wanted him, then what? Are we okay with settling for Brendan Miller if that's the case? Um, that's a question I had actually coming to today's show. Like, if we if we do trade up in this scenario. Who would be your ideal target? Who would be your guy that you're like, oh, that's the guy that I'm, I'm targeting? Is it Brendan Miller? Because he may fit better. He's a shooter. He fits in what we're doing already. Or would it be Scott Henderson because of the potential, because of the fact that he is supposed to be this great player? Um, although he's a point guard, and we already have, you know, Cole Anthony, Markel Folds. Would that be an issue? 
But um, let me ask you that question. Who would your ideal target be if you were John Hammond and Jeff Waltman kind of running the team and you traded to number three? Who would that guy be? You you hope that School Henderson falls. I mean, we saw his workout video that he had with Portland, and School Henderson is NBA body ready. Like he's he's a he may not be the tallest man in his draft, but he has a dog mentality in him. He has a big body side size to him, and you know this is somebody that believes that he should be the number one pick over Victor Wembanyama. Like he believes that he he has something that you know Victor can't provide. And this was a question that we put in a poll earlier today where we asked, you know, do you trade up for one or stand pat for two? And just to kind of put names in the mix, we said, do you trade up for either Scoot or Brandon or do you stand pat for two and draft players like, you know, Sara Thompson and Taylor Hendricks? And out of, you know, 400 people that that placed their vote, you know, it was an astounding side saying 74 percent of the people voting that man we're, we're going to consolidate these picks and we're going to we're going to trade up for scooter brandon miller and truthfully if we're looking to trade up from three to five range some of the consistency that we've been seeing in a lot of these mock drafts is cam whitmore keeps being a player that we keep seeing that's not going to make it past five yep. and the more that i see the highlights on cam whitmore i'm just like Man, Cam, Whit- Cam Whitmore would be, you know, an awesome talent, uh, awesome talent to add to this team as well. That I wouldn't mind consolidating consolidating these picks just to make sure that he's in a magic uniform too. So, do you do the question is do we do it? And this is something that a lot of people have kind of battled with: is if you're looking for best player available. Right, because you're not going to be in the draft forever. Like next year, nobody's expecting for us to say, All right, man, we really need to get a lottery pick. Like that really needs to happen. Like this is just one more draft, just one more. That's it. Nobody's having that mindset. That mindset is we're gonna make the damn playoffs, man. We don't even want to make the plan. We we want to make the playoffs at the bare minimum, the plan. And I think that we've shown a lot of chops this last season to show that we deserve to be in there. Like even um uh you know last last week we talked about you know Paulo Bancaro being you know uh, uh being part of the media sessions in the finals and and going around and and talking to players and and you know being around uh the coaches and whatnot. There's a video that popped up of of him talking to um the head coach of you know the Denver Nuggets and they're they're talking about you know he was telling Paulo man we we hated playing against the Orlando Magic man you guys were it was a dogfight. Like you guys had a great season. Like the the respect factor is starting to change, right? So we we have an ability now. Like if you're able to add to ensure that you get a high caliber caliber level player, I don't know, man. I think I think you 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 kind of have to pull that trigger. The question is, what what does that really what does that really look like? It's not like you're training just six and eleven, you know, straight up just for you know number three, number four. Like there, like I would like to see what the outlook of of that full trade. I'm gonna I'm gonna go back and look at some history trades of of teams that have moved up to kind of see what that looked like, because you don't want to make that mistake, right? Boston it worked out for the Boston Celtics where they traded, you know, one for three, right? They traded, um, you know, they they were able to drop down and you know they got Jason Tatum and that's what that's how Philly got you know Markel Fultz with the number one pick, 
So it works out, but you got to be a hundred percent sure, like that's the right move. Like you got to you got to fall in love with with your guy. I think for the Magic too. Don't keep in mind that we've said it before. I think that we already have a lot of young guys, right? So if you have a way to say, hey, let me consolidate. We don't need two new rookies added to the team. Let's consolidate and let's get our guy. Like we really know that, for example, Cam Whitmore is that guy for us. Like we we feel that he he can come to Orlando and make an impact right away. I'm cool with that because we've said it. We don't. I don't know how we're gonna have so much playing time, man, for all these guys next year if we draft two rookies. Like we already have a lot of guys that deserve minutes. And let's assume Ji is healthy. Also, another guy that needs to be getting, let's call it, 15 minutes a night. It, it. I'm I'm struggling with the idea of how we're gonna make all those guys get minutes. We have free agency coming up as well. How do you maneuver that as well? Um, so yeah, in in a perfect world, if you ask me, I think consolidating makes a lot of sense for this team. Especially if he can jump into the top three. That would be amazing because then you're, you're ending up with Scoot or Brandon Miller. And I love Scoot. I've seen the tape. I've seen the highlights. Love the guy. But man, there's something about Brandon Miller at the two with France at the three that makes me excited just because now you're adding a guy that's 6'8", six, 6'9", six, can shoot the ball, has a ton of potential, next to Paolo as well. So that two, three, four, it looks really, really fun if you're, if you're again, building a team next to Markel and Wendell as well. So it's like, there's so many things that can happen. I don't know if the Magic can pull it off. I think Portland needs talent. The, if they trade the pick, they want an all-star back. That's what they're saying, like an actual talented forward or guard. Um, and then Charlotte needs talent too. So why would they trade down unless we overpay? And by that, I mean, do you trade maybe a guy like Jalen Suggs in that package or a guy like Cole Anthony in that package? That's a whole different discussion we're going to have. But if the opportunity is there, you got to strike and go for it. Yeah. So like, like, like I said moments ago, it's a, it's a juggle in the fight between, you know, best player available and, and fit, you know, it's hard to think about fit when you, when you have, you know, a, a high pick, a six pick in the draft, right. It, it truthfully, it, it really is. Um, at the same time, you, you kind of find yourself in, in a awkward situation where what if your best player available is a point guard? Right. We know that this is a, a very heavy wing draft. Like we we know that. Um, but the name that we keep seeing around is Anthony Black. Uh today, uh in an updated bleach report mock draft, they have the Orlando Magic selecting Anthony Black number six. And Jonathan Wasserman, what he keeps saying and what he's kind of explaining is that the talent level for Anthony Black, the fact that you know he's he's a true guard. He's a big guard at six foot seven. You know it's it's him being able to play both sides, um, being a great on ball de- defender. For him having like the 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 ability, he has shades of Lonzo Ball. For him to be able to lead a team the way that he is able to, it's kind of hard to say no. Um, and then you kind of wait for a moment and and not think about our roster necessarily our our guards for a moment, but. Adding a six seven point guard to your team with with a six ten Paolo Bancaro and a six ten Franz Wagner is kind of dangerous, man. Just from an oversized perspective, like that's one of the things that the Magic are really priding themselves on, on being able to have you know a, a multi versatile big players. And for a moment, like if we drafted a player like Anthony Black. It would probably take me a solid hour to convince myself, like, man, genius move. Or I don't know why I didn't think about that. 
just because of the talent level is there. Now, mind you, I'm, I'm sitting here telling you, I really hope we don't go that route. You know, Jonathan Wasserman also states that, you know, he can really see he he doesn't see the magic utilizing both picks. I think we're all on the same page when we say we all believe that the magic won't utilize two picks. Realistically, it doesn't make sense on a whole lot of level. We have a lot of leverage. Um, but Anthony Black, is that if that's ultimately what ends up happening, we trade the 11th pick. We don't move up to, you know, the 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 three to five. We stand pat in draft six, trade 11. Would you leave the draft happy? Okay, that Anthony Black was your was what you left home with. No, that's an easy answer for me. Um, and the reason being, to your point, like I, I did my research on him just because he keeps getting mocked to us now. So I'm like, let me see who this kid is. Let me see what he can do. And great passer, number one, great height, six seven as a point guard is a great, great thing to have. So he's a great passer, great defender. But then you look at the weaknesses. He struggles to shoot. He struggles to create. So I'm like, all right. So on the offensive end, you're not really doing much. You're just a great passer and a great defender, but you're not really doing much as far as contributing to our, one of our biggest struggles, which is shooting and scoring the ball. So that right there to me is a, it's a downside. I wouldn't draft somebody number six in the draft that cannot score the ball and cannot shoot the ball. That's just my thing, man. Like, I'm done with this. Like, I get it. Best player available. I understand all that. But at some point, you got to address the bigger issue with this team, and that is scoring the ball, especially from three-point range. You have to address it. And this year, you have guys that are in that range that can provide you with that. Um, unfortunately, there's also some guys being mocked around that range that also are not great shooters, like the Thompson Twins, like Anthony Black. So it's going to be a tough decision. But to answer your question, if, if we end up trading, let's say the 11th pick, and the draft night's over with the Magic drafted Anthony Black, that's it. That's the end of the night for us. I don't know, man. That'll be a, a tough ride home to record a podcast that night, knowing that's the outcome. Like, like to your point, it will take me to drive home and probably the rest of the night to understand how that makes sense. Yeah, I can't wait to go to this draft party, man. I, I can't, I can't wait just because it's it's giving me the the feelings of of you know the Franz Jalen Suggs draft when Jalen Suggs fell to us, and before his name was even called, everyone went ballistic. <laughs> Ballistic. It was as if we won the number one pick, right? It, it, yep. I had that same feeling. And then when we drafted Franz, silence. Like it, it was just a, an overwhelming uh, feeling of disappointment. It, it felt like the whole entire arena was in sync, like a boy band. Like everyone had the same tune, the same harmony, all of it, right? And I feel like we're going to have that same feeling this time around. Right. We're all we're either all going to be super excited or super flat. Like nobody is going to be excited. Right. Because once these names start being called number one, Victor, number two, Scoot, number three, Brandon. It's like once you get to number four, that's where things are really going to start getting serious. Exactly. Right. Because number four could be Eamon. Number four could be Cam. You know, there, there's so many different players that can fall into that four mark that people really don't know. And I think that, man, this draft is is exciting on so many different levels because we're there at six and 11. And for me personally, 
I, I, I know that there's an overwhelming, you know, number for consolidating and moving up to the three and five range. Uh, in my opinion, I'm only doing that for Scoot. If it's not for Scoot, I'm staying right where I'm, right where I'm at, and I'm hoping and praying that we walk away with two shooters. Like I'm praying and hoping that we are. Like if we can go home with a Grady and a Hendricks, I would be super happy. If we can go home with, you know, Hawkins and and a Cam Whitmore, whew, oh god, boy, man, that's a win. A Thompson twin and a shooter. That's a win. I'll take it. You deal with all the fit like later. Like just bring on the talent and then kind of just work it out. You know, contract wise, you you'll be able to to do any any moves, any fit like later on. But the magic, you know, there 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 just has to be there has to be some level of of you know upgrade in talent when it comes to shooting and that either comes from off season from our guys now where they grow and develop or that's through this draft or in free agency or in, in the trade market yeah and to your point man like i i feel like it's a tough decision but i kind of wish that the magic would make a trade like the day of the of the draft but like you know like those early trades like around 5 p.m you hear it like oh the magic will trade 6 and 11 for for three so we kind of know what's happening ahead of time but knowing the magic they won't they're gonna wait okay, for the wait, very wait. last so, minute so- so with that with that being said, I I have to ask, right? Yeah. The draft the draft is starting, right? We were five minutes before the draft starting, before number one gets officially called for Victor Wimbanyama being drafted by the Spurs. Are you turning your phone off? Are you shutting it off completely to make sure that you yeah. don't get anything ruined from 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 Wooj, or are you keeping it active? Like, are you are no. you that type of guy? We've been doing this for the last few drafts. I mean, you when we go together, we we put in our phone in our pockets, we we shut it down, kinda, no notifications on, so we can enjoy the draft. Because I get it, man. It's exciting to be on Twitter, refreshing, but at the same time, it takes away from the environment. Now, I will say this too: Magic fans of the arena ruin it for us in a way because you start hearing man, they, rumblings behind they do. us. They get they get their their reactions, man. Like when 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 Paulo's name popped up, like literally before we saw anything. It was like a like a massive gasp or oh like there, there was a big oh like a collective amount of o's like a wave happened in in the arena man I can't I I really can't wait for this draft party it's gonna if be you fun, don't know man. if you don't know already we're we're a hundred percent there's no way that we're not gonna be there oh Outside. yeah we'll be there for sure and we're hoping for big things that night whether it's a trade whether it is that we draft two great players that we're happy with um, but I will say this. If it's only Anthony Black, we're gonna have some problems, man. <laughs> <laughs> it's, gonna, it's gonna be a big disappointment. All right, man. Let's let's go through these uh, updated mock drafts. All right, we have uh, the Ringer at number six, Magic drafting Eamon Thompson. Number eleven, Grady Dick. ESPN have the Magic drafting number six, Grady Dick. And number eleven, Jordan Hawkins. You talk about like going home with with some new ammunition. Like you're you're drafting two snipers. Like I would not be mad at that whatsoever. NBA draft.net has number six, Anthony Black, number eleven, Keontae George, Sports Illustrated, number six, Cam Whitmore, number eleven, Jordan Hawkins, and Bleacher Report, number six, Anthony Black, and number eleven was who's number eleven? Taylor Hendricks. You gotta update that. Yep. Taylor Hendricks. So Taylor Hendricks. 
um, at 11, Anthony Black, 6. So we keep seeing Anthony Black uh, moving up. I cannot pronounce his name for, for the life of me. Bilal? Is it? Is it Bilal? Bilal? Cold Bally? I have no Bally. idea. Yeah, I, I've done literally limited research, but it's a name that we keep seeing pop up. Um, this is a, a, a 18 year old that plays with Victor Wembanyama on his um, his foreign team. So that's a name that we keep seeing. Um, that uh, you know, and we'll you know we're gonna see a lot more like leading up to the draft. So um, it, it's crazy because Anthony Black was a name that we really didn't see at all associated with the Magic. Mm-hmm. until like now at this point so we're still like less than two weeks away i would imagine that this changes so much more now we're starting to see more of you know uh asar being the better thompson twin than than amen just across the board people are saying that you know he's a better player i personally think just kind of looking at 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 the draft it granted i get anthony black Grady Dick at six. Yeah, we're seeing all these names. I find it almost inevitable that we end up with at least one of the Thompsons wins. Like, I almost find it almost impossible. If we really are going best player available, how how do you not, how does the Thompson twins not land in our lap? I think the only way it really would be if the team says, we just want shooting. That's the only way. If you say, hey, we want a guy that can shoot the ball. And unfortunately for the two of them, Eamon was supposed to be the better shooter out of the two. But apparently his and shot form his is shot, not his what shot it looking, is. His shot was exactly. ugly. Exactly. So like, if he falls to his you. Shot, if, you haven't, if you haven't seen it, his shot looks like he, he's, he's shooting like Al Horford. Where he has like the his right hand kind of. You know, on on top of the ball was real funky. Yeah. So so I mean, like that's an issue. But if he falls to you, he's supposed to be this like top tier talent. At number six, Eamon Thompson falls to you. You gotta probably grab him, right? Because again, he, the talent is there. But if the front office is locked in on saying we're building this team around Paulo in France and we want to just add shooting, add talent that fits them, then it wouldn't make sense to draft him, in my opinion. Um, and the ones that you mentioned right now, the you know, a Sports Illustrated, Cam Whitmore and Jordan Hawkins, that's really exciting. Like if that was the end of the night, what we come home with, I would love that outcome. I also would love ESPN, Grady Dick, Jordan Hawkins. Like, give me guys that can put the ball in the hoop, man. Give me guys that can create that can that can help Paolo and Franz get attention off of them because we, that's what they need. They can do big things. They can both average twenty points or more next season. But if you keep putting guys next to them that, that are just athletic defenders and can't shoot. We're going to be talking about the same issues we had last year, this year, which is Paulo's getting triple teamed, Franz getting double teamed when Paulo's on the bench. It's not going to work. So I just hope for the life of me that the front office finally says, hey, man, we, we got to start putting pieces that fit. I understand best player available, but there's some good players around the same range, like a Cam Whitmore, if he's available, that is known for scoring, that is known for attacking the rim. He can be a good fit over our tw- Thompson brother, if you ask me. But we'll see. That's just my two cents on that. A Thompson brother. It's the first time I heard it like that. <laughs> <laughs> it's always like the Thompson twins. It's the first time I heard Thompson it. Thompson twins. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, I, I mean, the, the thing is, is like, even with Franz, right? Like, Franz was so left field. Like, no, nobody expected that to happen. Like, no one expected Franz Wagner. Like, I, I remember us kind of 
standing there and you know you want to hear Moses Moody or or what's a what's the guy's name that didn't pound out in Charlotte that you really wanted? What's that guy's name? Uh can't think of his name can't right now. But yeah, him. Uh, that guy. <laughs> well, uh uh Book Knight. Um, Book Knight, yes. Yes, yes. Yeah. So we those those were those were people that you know we really thought that you know the magic are are insane for passing on them. Oh my god. These guys are geniuses for knowing more than what we know. Um, but I kind of, I kind of have this, I kind of have the same feeling that if we did keep both picks, like that, something like that is going to happen, right? We're going to end up drafting like a Kobe Buffkin or you know Derek Lively, like just just a name that's so left field that we weren't expecting uh, the Magic to draft. But man, it's it's going to be going to be pretty crazy. I'll say I'll tell you what. Keep linking the magic to Anthony Black, please do. I want to see all the mocks yeah, showing we, Anthony Black. Yeah, yeah. When it when because it does, what it never means, happens. Right? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah. It just won't happen. But I'll tell you what, man. Over the last three drafts, I don't think the magic have ever drafted a guy that I'm like completely sold on. Even last year, I put I didn't mind Paolo France, um, France Paolo. Um, Bari or Chad. I was like, okay, I'm sold Jabari. on either one. We ended up with with Paolo, right? Obviously, that worked out really well. The year before that, I was really sold on Jalen Green. I'm like, that's the guy that I think we need. We need a score. We need a guy that can come in here and bring that explosiveness to Orlando. We ended up with Jalen Suggs and, and France later on. And the year before that, and that was fine. Through this rebuild, we've never gotten the guy this year, I feel the same way. I feel like we won Grady Dick so badly. Part of me is like, we want him so bad that it's not going to happen. But you want him as well. You wanted Paolo last year, and we got him. So I'm hoping that your your kind of luck rubs off this year as well, and, and that happens. Because again, man, if we land that kid, we just need shooting. We just need shooting. And I think if we can get him, he's going to help right away. He reminds me a lot of Tyler Hero. Like That's kind of a player that I'm like, he can become that in the NBA in the right place down the right scenario if he becomes that for us with paulo and france man we are going to be pretty solid for the next few years yeah we'll we'll see man the nba draft june 22nd right around the corner you got free agency starting shortly after that june 30th um if you haven't already done so we're we're trying to get we're trying to get our our subscribers and and followers you know really really up to date um with with the draft picks our, our guy bj is doing a really great job of doing some of these breakdowns of of some of these draft prospects and why uh his reasons why the orlando magic should draft we've already done a video on grady dick we've done one on cam whitmore um we're gonna have some more leading up to the draft so head on over to our youtube page um and check those out so he, he's been doing a lot of really really great work and then we also have um some stuff coming on uh, in regard to our spaces, man, we're going to have a special guest on our spaces. We're not going to release who that is just yet, um, but it's going to be really, really exciting to to kind of pick this person's brain um, and, you know, kind of see where, where his head is at leading up to the draft. So a lot of things to be excited for. Draft right around the corner. We'll see what we end up happening. I'm actually going to gonna take a mental screenshot of, of, you know, these mock drafts now. And kind of see what they look like a couple of days before the draft, just to kind of see how different they are. I can't believe we saw Anthony Black's name like two, three times. It's it's insane. It's crazy. Keep, keep putting it there, man. Keep putting it there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. 
right? All right, man. On that note, it's a wrap. I appreciate you guys for listening. And on to the next one. For all the latest magic news and updates, visit OrlandoMagicHQ.com and follow us on Instagram at OrlandoMagicHQ and on Twitter at OMagicHQ. Also, remember to subscribe to our YouTube channel and subscribe and leave a five-star review on your favorite listening platform.